With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This show is brought to you in association with Five Stars Promotions. To find out all about Five Star's latest events, including many featuring X-Rangers heroes, then please visit them on Twitter, at Five Stars Limited, that's at 5 Numeric 5 Stars LTD, or search for them on Facebook. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that knows what it's like to carry a few passengers in your lineup. This week on Heart and Hand, a horror show at Hearts. So welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. My name's David Edgar. I am your host as always. And joining me this week are two of my very favourite heavyweight podders. First of all, it's the marvellous mellifluous master of merriment, Muff. And of course, uh, mopping up, it's Mr. Martin Ramsey. How are you doing, David? I'm not too bad. Uh, You've just uh, came to me before the show and said, I'm always on after we get beat. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, It's just your soothing tones. Make me feel better after it's like a bat signal. Yeah, yeah, it's just like ah, we get fucked. Get Martin. And uh, similarly, on that regard, it, uh, for for clear heads and calm views, it's Mister Andy McGowan. Oh, folks, no so sure about that heavyweight comment. I'll take that how's, as a positive. How new fatherhood taking you? Oh, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. <laughs> Look, my swan game. No, you haven't actually. You might have wished you had, but no. <laughs> you haven't as of yet. But uh, if there was one to miss, um, it might have been yesterday because a lot of players decided to uh, give this one a buy. Right, let's start then with the uh, actual performance levels, Martin, of which there were very, very little uh, to discuss. It's quicker to list the players who weren't awful. I think we'd struggle to find any who were out and out good. Um I thought Golden did okay. Um, still a few mistakes in there. I thought Barisic did okay. Still a few misplaced passes in there. I thought the poster when he came on did okay. Um, bar that, not really a lot of choice. 
Nah, you're struggling. And everything's relative to the other performances. That That's why, you know, Golden and Barisic show up well. That's why Polster shows up so well, because he was uh, hungry and he was keen and he would show and he was brave. He had a couple of uh, decent crosses in and some decent link up when we were trying to play through um, down in that corner. Um, so if you judge him in uh, on the uh, in comparison to the, the the player whom he replaced at half time he he looked like Gary Stevens um i thought Ryan Jack was alright in the first half and uh, was a wee bit surprised and a bit disappointed to see that that he had to make way clearly that was a a forced change but i think we're, we're judging these three or four on as i said their their collective teammates a lower bell curve, yeah. shall we say? Yes. No. You, you, you're probably right there. And the manager himself, Andy, said uh, we had seven or eight passengers, and he was right. There were guys who just were nowhere near it. Uh, a lot of the ire um, pointed at, at Glenn Kamara, obviously for his his part in giving away the first goal, but uh, he wasn't alone. Um, I think it was just a collective failure on the day. I don't think that uh, for whatever reason any of them turned up. Uh, I don't think many of them have turned up since the winter break. So before we get into the game, then let, let's chat about that this this winter break. Now, last year, of course, Rangers uh, went off at Tenerife, did a bit of uh, warm weather training, uh, a mini pre-season, as the manager called it, came back, and then um, obviously the defeat of Kilmarnock uh, precluded a bit of a slide, ended up being um, too many points behind Celtic in a late-season rally, didn't really count for much. Uh, this season, Rangers went to Dubai. Uh, again, another mini pre-season, um, the manager spoke, but uh, lessons had been learned from last season. Uh, now, it's designed to make sure that there's something in the legs for the end of the season, which I absolutely get. Uh, however, I have a slight concern that while that's that's great, it's not a lot of use if you've blown the league before because you look absolutely shattered. I don't know sports science that well, and I'm certainly not putting myself ahead of the people at Rangers. They know what they're doing. But unfortunately, two years in a row something happens, you do need to look at it and say, is there an underlying reason for that? Well, like you, sports science isn't my forte. Um, But what I would say is that I think it's too easy to extrapolate that they've they've went to uh, Dubai being beasted and they've now tired legs. I think it's more a mentality thing as opposed to anything else because I find it really really hard to believe that we've got a medical team and a sports science team like we have and professors, literally professors in it, and and they've went and overworked the players to their detriment on the return. So I, I, I would probably look at the mentality side of things before I would look at the physical side of things. Um, and saying that, yesterday I was quite shocked at how off the pace we were, uh, particularly in the middle of the park. So um, I think it would be a stretch to say it's, it's been a case of poor player management. Um, I think it's more down to what is going through their heads. Um and it's disappointing, really disappointing, given that last year we, we saw the good work prior to the winter break blown away in kind of 10 minutes of madness in Rugby Park. I don't think it's quite the same yesterday, but it's, there, are, there are parallels um, and we really need to get over it very, very quickly. Martin, is it therefore 
perhaps a catch-22 situation that you need to use this period of the year to get something in their legs for this end of season. And there's no doubt in my mind Rangers ended the season last year as by far the fittest looking yeah. side. But the, it's not so much a physical tiredness thing as a mental tiredness thing. And conversely, you might actually be advised that send the players off somewhere for a week of this break and just say go and lie on a beach just you know read some shit novels and, and relax and then come back focus but you've got balance that and say yeah but if you do that then come April there'll be nothing in the tank mm. it, it, it's it's a, it's a really difficult conundrum it is uh, I think the theory makes sense if you're going to win a title you you need your your players in the best condition at the key moment, which of course is the the run in, probably post split. The none of us know, none of us are are, are, are that plugged into uh, the the behind the scenes conversations. Um, but they possibly took the gamble, and it was a considered one that okay, we'll maybe put up with some immediate impact on the, the legs and the mind um, because look at the fixtures Tynecastle, Rugby Park and that's it other than the old firm game at Ibrox which will take care of itself that's your 9-10 game spell run up to the to the split um, everything else is either at home or we, we'll back we'll back the players to have enough quality uh, and confidence given how better we are this season than we, we were last season to go over that and if we are still one, two, even three points in the mix by the time the split comes our work in Dubai is going to come to the fore we are miles away from knowing whether that's uh, that's going to come to fruition but there's, there's sense there um, I don't think the fixture list last season made that as sensible. I think we all knew you nearly hit me on the way out of Ibrox on the, the 29th of December, 28th, whatever it was. Um, when you said you know, we're, we're going to do it, I said, well, yeah, but what about Kelly? <laughs> away from home. And those four games after we come back, we always looked really tricky. And I don't think you could really uh, gamble too much with that. And it didn't work last year. Time will tell if it will this year. But uh, it, it does, it makes sense in theory. But I, I, they do look flat. This wasn't a one off yesterday in terms of that. that uh, level of tempo and, and intensity they have not looked on it since coming back you can get away with that at Stranraer at home and St Murn at home just um, but we knew I think all of us to a man and woman inside Tynecastle yesterday and those watching at home wanted to see a change in tempo right from the off and we we didn't No we didn't and Andy something Martin it touched upon there, I, I thought was actually uh, very much represented by Kamara's performance yesterday. Glenn Kamara, when he's not on it, has this habit of turning with the ball to face his own goal and then freezing when he's not playing well. When he's playing well, when he's sharp, the hips move, he more often than not sidles away from the player uh, and starts something off. When he isn't sharp, focused, whatever you want to call it, and I don't know um, but I think we can all agree he wasn't on his game yesterday. 
it's it's like he he freezes. It's like he can't decide: do I pass it? Do I turn? Do I run with it? Do I put the ball out of play? What do I do? And he does nothing. He just basically stands there. It happened four or five times before he was eventually robbed uh, in the build up to the Hearts equaliser. And again, you know, Glenn Kamara is a very fit guy. He can belt up and down the pitch. Yesterday, he completed ninety minutes of a oh, seventy minutes. Sorry, he was taken off of a high level football match yesterday. It's not physical fitness, clearly, but there was something that was inhibiting him from playing. And it was a concern because yesterday, as I say, that that's something that he has to understand that he's still a youngish player that see if you're not playing well and that kind of is happening to you. And yeah, players didn't move for him and he didn't have options. I get that. But you make the decision, go right, I'll put the ball out of play and then I'll turn around and I'll shout at them for not making the run for me um, and, and get the bench involved in it as well. Don't, just continually give the ball away. All right, so so that is his strength. He's that's kind of wheeling away, and his ability to kind of use his body to shield off players and and keep the ball moving uh, is his strength. But as you've said, that there are occasions they're pretty rare to be to be fair to him, where he does get caught. Um, so that that strength becomes a weakness. I think uh, Aberdeen last season springs to mind. Um, but what I thought about yesterday wasn't so much. Um, Kamara himself, I thought the entire team kind of caught cold with their physicality, with Hart's physicality, which should come as a surprise to nobody because when we think of Tyne Castle, we think of an up and out and physical game on a very tight pitch with the crowd top of them. So it should have been no surprise. And that was the biggest disappointment for me. It wasn't just Kamara. There were players all around the park kind of getting no coming out with balls, no winning second balls and, and players that we usually expect to do that. Davis, who's spectacularly good at reading the game and picking up loose balls, just wasn't getting it. Um, Jack to a degree and Kamara, I think when it gets that physical, I don't think he's able to actually lift his, his uh, physicality to that, that, that kind of brutality, if you like. So I, I think he was caught like a rabbit in the, in the headlights yesterday Um and the mistake was coming. Uh, if it wasn't coming from it, I came for somebody else. Uh, I, I thought we had a problem yesterday, and I thought, I thought, looking at the game, I said, I've no watched it back. I thought they're an extra man in the middle of the park. Now, Adam Thornton, the tactics points, has told me that they didn't, but I, I would probably beg to differ because I thought Naismith was a de facto midfielder for them, giving them an extra man. So I think that's where the problem stands. You know, just the fact that we weren't on it mentally, physically, whatever you want to look at it, I think that Hearts. And credit to them for it, I suppose, but Hearts were right up for it more than us to a degree, and that, I think, was the main problem. Yeah, they, they were. Um, Hearts wanted it more than us. You can't deny it. It's one of those things that you can't quantify, but you can see it. And Hearts had more energy, they had more drive, they had more passion, they worked harder. Uh, the manager said it himself, we were outfought, we were outbattled, and... Uh, sadly, I think that there was a difference in, in desire levels yesterday and the players have got to ask themselves why that was, because it was no shock um, that, that they were going to play like that and I don't care about, oh, you know, the form is poor and, and the rest. It. It's, it's Rangers turning up. You're, you're going to have a go at it. We, we warned about this on uh, on various shows last week. Every bear I spoke to said the same, said you know, they're going to be bang up for this. That said, Martin, they are bottom of the league. They're not very good. Uh, it is a Piss poor result. They haven't won since God knows how how it went, and they've only won two games all season. There really isn't any excuse for this to say, well, they were bang up for it. Well, so should you have been. No, um, they're they're a very limited football team. They're a poor football team, and they just like they did in October. 
um, played with a lot of energy and uh, a lot of fight and a lot of spirit and, 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 and motivation. Um, you need to match that, which we didn't. Um, but we talk about courage a lot um, and lack thereof. It isn't just about flying back into tackles and, and showing you you're willing to do that as well. It's the courage to stamp your game on them and reminding yourselves continually, this team are bottom of the league for a reason. Uh, we are de facto a point ahead at the top of the league uh, for a reason. And this is why. And we're going to play our game. The goal came from triangles down our left side. A simple but very intelligently crafted goal. There was no up and at him. Uh, there was no fighting fire with fire on that particular occasion. It was just that, that, that mental courage to just do our job. And that's what went to shit for most of yesterday. It's what went to shit in October. And it's no surprise that it went to shit when we visited a, a ground like that where you know you're going to get when we held the cards in terms of the overall league position. Well, um, I was going to speak about that later, but we've arrived at it now and uh, you, you can't fight that. So, uh, yeah. Martin has a very good point here. Now, we spoke about this yesterday, and I have to admit he's, he's convinced me around his point of view, so I'm just to see if he does the same with the listeners, Martin. Maybe they're not as weak-minded as I am <laughs> and uh, uh, just borne over by your uh, your relentless logic here. But uh, he did win me over to this, Andy, which I don't think that bottle or mental strength, whatever you want to call it, is as black and white as you either have it or you don't. Because I think there are different types of it and different types of mental strength for different occasions. And this side, had they had no mental strength whatsoever, would have collapsed after the League Cup final. They would have. They would have gone out to Grasshopper, uh, to Young Boys. They would have screwed the, the pooch in the league. They didn't. They recovered and they actually got better and better and better, culminating in the victory at Parkhead, obviously. So I don't buy. They have no bottle. They do. They clearly do. What I do have concerns about is what Martin spoke about, which is I, I do expect a response, by the way, from this. I do. I think they will because they're good at 100%. that. Yep, that they are good at this. They, they've demonstrated this repeatedly that when they get a big blow like this, they pick themselves up and they go, they have something to prove, and they go right. We need to get stuck in, and I think they will. My concern is what happens when they do go back to the summit. Will they then go out in the next game and chuck in that performance? Because there are four or five examples of it happening and unfortunately as someone who probably tends to the positive and tends to want to defend the players in situations like that I have to look at the evidence and say do you know what that is a pattern, this does happen repeatedly, whenever you get yourselves either to the top or a favourable position you chuck this performance in we've seen it before so what can be done about it is it a case of refocusing or is it simply a case of right lads just make sure you're Kind of one point behind them, and we'll see if we can get a title decided against Celtic in the last day because you'll win that. First of all, I'll, I would like to worry about being the summer once we're there, but the I said at the start of the season that this season would be defined by how we react to our uh, our, our disasters, if you like. Uh, and that goes for the support as much as the team. Um, and I think you've, you've said quite rightly, David, that both the team and the support have kind of reacted. Because after the cup final, that was a major, major blow 
But we were able to kind of take the positives from it because there were major positives from it and we just rolled with it and we put in some spectacularly good performances like Sir Easter Road away and the first half, first half at Aberdeen and so forth. So what I think it comes down to, and this might be me oversimplifying things, I, I think it comes down to the personnel on the park and taking chances. Now, this sounds extremely simple, but if we've got players on that park and they take their chances at breeds confidence, that's obvious. And I think what can tend to happen is we miss chances um, and I think mentally both ourselves as a support and the team think, fuck, this is slipping away for us. Because yesterday at uh, uh, um, Castle, we had two major, major chances yesterday, one through Ryan Kent and one through Jordy Bowen straight through the goal. And before the game, I'd said, look, we need day two to start getting killer instincts because when you're playing a front three, and, and particularly when you've got the three behind them, Davis, Jack, and Kamara, who are essentially default kind of midfielders that are only going to score your goals, are not exactly Brian Robson types. You need your three up front to be taking chances. So I think that once you get the likes of Morelos back, confidence breeds confidence. Runs of games breeds confidence and it breeds belief. And we've seen that and it was, it was kind of uh, skewered with the winter break. I think if the winter break didn't exist, I don't think we'd have lost yesterday, to be quite honest with you. I think we've been going into, uh, going into that game supremely confident, playing well. Um, and for whatever reason, this we doubt has creeped into the play. So uh, that is a simple answer, is that you need to start creating momentum once again. And at the moment, the momentum's been kind of deflated a wee bit. So hopefully on Wednesday against Ross County, we get back to winning ways, we get Morelis back. Uh, weeks after that, you'll have Tavernier back as things get back to normal again. And so we're getting a run because, see, for being honest, we've had three aberrations this year. We've had Celtic at home, we've had Hearts twice away, I suppose, and then with the second half at Aberdeen. And apart from that, we've not really, we've not had much to complain about. And the bigger picture is, we're, we're, if we win on Wednesday, we're, we're a draw. We're basically at second 45 minutes at Fitodri away for being equal to them. Yeah. So we can't lose, can lose our shit and say, oh, everything's going to hell in a handbasket because that's not the case. If, if, if we are still there and, and if you'd have offered us at the start of the season or after the Celtic defeat, that we'd be two points off them come February, you'd have better put your horn after that. So I think perspective is the biggest thing here and I think confidence will bring us back to where we were just a matter of weeks ago. Yeah, but by the same token, if you'd offered us that we'd have uh, been two points behind them after we beat them on December the 29th, I don't think anybody would have taken it. So I know what you're saying. Uh, In terms of people losing their shit, uh, I've kind of given up that that's not going to happen now. Uh, I think it's just the way of the world that we're an avid friends, you know, uh, instantly on to me going, that's it, we fucked it. (laughs) And it's like, uh, I I don't think we have. Oh, how can you say that? Well, Okay, um, I'll maybe talk to you tomorrow when you've calmed down a wee bit. But I think that's just football these days, isn't it? It, it tends to, uh, you're either the very best or the very worst, and there's not much room in between be, beside them. Martin, I mean, was your theory, of course. So um, but you've heard what Andy think, you've heard what I think about it. What's your take on the whole mentality issue? <laughs> it's, it's the one remaining question still hanging over the squad. There have been a few. I've posed them, some of them, and they've been answered. Um, and that's what you'd expect by a, a a team that's progressing. And they are, without a shadow of a doubt. And it's just this one remaining question of how they respond uh, when they do 
reach the summit when when the altitude changes, if you like, when there's expectation on them. This is a, a team that loves being reactive. That's borne out by the European performances. Um, it's a team that is very good when it's just slightly behind the eight ball in the league. That's when you see the runs um, kind of building up. Um, but it's there. You know, the, the, the evidence is there to say that we, we don't really respond. It's putting the foot down once you get to that advantageous position. We wrestled control back on 29th of December. And so the weight shifts, the expectation shifts, and they've they've just not looked comfortable. They didn't look comfortable back in October when we went top of the league just before the, the international break, of course, if you remember. Um, and it's, it's about going to places like that as the front runner, and behaving like the front runner, and there's no huge surprise that we struggle with it because we don't have experience of it. The manager has no experience of it. There are a few players in that squad, bar two or three, that have experience of it. We have to get one, you know. If if, if somehow the the results panned out over the next few weeks that we we went to rugby park on the twelfth of February, for example, back in that position of advantage and did the biz, that's the kind of thing you need to see. That's the kind of barrier broken through. Um, in terms of yesterday, you know, that's the league over. Of course it's not. Um, you know, the, the league arithmetic, all things being equal, beating St. Johnson at home, we were two points behind um, in January with two foreign games to come, the first of which being at Ibrox. Uh, and quite a lot of home games, of course, to come in the, the, the near future. That is not a bad position to be in. I fully expect the response. We're good at those responses, but they last for five games. And if you are asking me, would I bet on Rangers winning the league? I, I, I probably wouldn't because you have a fear that, again, days like yesterday uh, will come up again. And and the run of five league wins in a row that is good, but given the kind of title race that this looks like being, you need an eight and a nine. You need the run. Uh, that that busts through uh, and really really tips that 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 balance. Um, uh, of course they can win the league. Of course they can. Um, but it's it's been able to the next time if that situation does arise, uh, it, it's been able just to put the foot down, having that confidence and that courage to just trust in the football that's got you to that position in the first place. Which is the most the most depressing thing, the most annoying thing about yesterday. And the, the, the equaliser, the Kamara incident, and there was there were other mistakes after that. It happens. But the the worst thing was that we weren't able to say, well, you know what, we had a ten, fifteen minute spell at the start of that second half that was that was the Rangers. And let's go and do that again. We weren't able to impose that again. And I think everyone in the ground knew because this could go on for forty five minutes, we're not going to score. And that that's that's the doubt. That's the one remaining question that they need to um they need to address and it's it's that it's not that we're going to collapse and it's not that this is going to be an absolute disaster in terms of league form i really would be surprised if we dropped another point for for a while um but it's it's just how we we respond to being the front runners and yeah yeah so, so I, I agree with you there man because if we were to get a, a helicopter sunday scenario again i wouldn't back us because there's just something that's I don't know if it's self-doubt and us or if it's in the team, but you, you just feel as if they're, they wouldn't get over the line. They wouldn't be able to, to, to get through those crunch acid, te- acid tests. And 
I think yesterday and, and Patoji away kind of epitomised it because what we do is we lose our heads. We are a good football team. We play good football yeah. from the back. And what we did yesterday and what we did second half in, in, in Patoji was... Play to the Aye, we, we, we totally kind of lost it and, and we're hitting long di- diagonals and long balls and, and, and playing straight into their hands. And that was what was most disappointing for me yesterday because either that means there's no... The message from the, the touchline is they're getting on or else actually the players on there don't have the collective experience, know-how or uh, can I, I, I don't know, they just can put their finger on, look, this is what we have to do here. And, and but it, that, it, that's what I think Martin refers to when he says bravery isn't always, um, you know, pinning tackles and competing yeah. for high balls. Bravery is going, no, we're not going to do this. We will play our way out of tricky positions. We're willing to show that we back ourselves to be good enough to do what we're good at rather than getting sucked in. And you're right, the two occasions that you mentioned, that's exactly what Rangers did. And if you only need to look at after Hearts took the, the the lead, Rangers didn't really seriously threaten their goal. Um, you would have expected it to be like the Alamo, but instead we just continued to have long balls up to them and they dealt with it easily. Absolutely. Um, and and the, the, the substitutions belie the way we were playing because we brought in Ojo <laughs> and we're still hitting long balls and long diagonals. So, I don't think it's coming from the manager. I think the manager would like to see us continue to t- take belief and, and do what we're doing. Play for the back. I mean, you can you can criticise goals and focus on goals and for trying to play football when they shouldn't try to play football. But we can play for the back. But I think what happened just the other day, I think it's it's just as simple as we shot it because we weren't getting on the ball. We weren't getting to play two, three, four passes in a row. But we're getting totally dominated, particularly in the middle of the park physically. Yeah, the the midfield have been off it. They, they've all been off it. Um, we've picked a wee bit on Kamara because of his rather obvious problem. But Davis was dreadful yesterday. Jack, I don't think is fit. Um, I think clearly has has gone off with a knock. But even at that, I thought Jack at least managed to play some decent decent through balls. Um, a lot of the focus after a a result or a bad performance goes on the front players, understandably, and they were rotten yesterday. So the, the, I don't think any of them could have, have any real complaints. But uh, I know it's after the defeat, Martin, that there does tend to be this focus, particularly on Aribo and Kent. And while I would accept that they didn't play particularly well, they haven't played well since we came back, we've, we've touched on that, I don't think many can say that they have. I do wonder if perhaps they are slightly lightning rods for criticism. My own take on it is, is that can we expect more from them? Yes. Are they going to deliver it? I think they are. I think they're getting better. But I do think that because Aribo, big summer signing, Ryan Kent, £7 million, the expectation levels that are put upon them are at times unlikely to be fulfilled. No, I think you're correct. It is a lightning rod, Kent's price tag in this climate um, made that the case. He builds credit by what he does um, against Celtic. That's kind of why they paid that in the first place. Um, But there needs to be, how often do we say this, league championships are not just won with the head-to-heads, they're more than likely won by by picking up these these gritty points. And um, Aribo suffers a wee bit from the fanfare and the, the clamour for his signature in the summer. Um, and it is clearly, it's clearly he's not there yet. Uh, I still hold out some hope um, for, for next season. Um, there's also 
the love-hate relationship the Rangers fans have with wider creative players. Neil McCann got a lot of this. Mark Walters got a lot of this. Um, because they will drift and they will not do what they're capable of doing, this, this kind of game-winning magic, if you're not doing that every week. Well, why not? We, we're so used to seeing the more industrious players give that solid 7, 8 out of 10 every week. And we struggle to understand why the, the creators can't do that, um, as if football was that simple. Especially a team against a team who are keen on obliterating creativity from, from the pitch. Um, but no, there's a whole host of factors going on there, and are, are you going to get that consistently from from both of them, either of them? Um, probably not. Which means we need to have other options there, and that's a bigger issue. Yeah, and uh, as I say, I think that it's likely to continue because they will they will always be that focus, but. You're right, we do do this with wingers a lot. Well, you know, why are you not beating your man every single time? And, and it, it Loudrup spoiled us. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah. We, we, we used to understand that, that wingers, you know, that there are good parts and bad points. But uh, yeah, I think that you might be on to something with that. So we've spoken then about picking ourselves up and dusting ourselves off. Um, it will be helped by the return of Alfredo. But the other main miss at the moment, Andy, is James Tavernier who the manager saying probably back in about uh, 10 days or so. And it's interesting because I, I've got a whole man's up here and admit that something that I was wrong about. And that's that when I was growing up, because of the year I grew up, I got to see people like Terry Butcher and Richard Goff and Graham Souness and Ian Ferguson. Uh, and that's my idea of a leader, um, you know, chest out and you know, shouting at those around them and being this very visible vocal presence. And I've kind of looked at Tavernier in the past and went, oh, he's not doing it. And then, because he's always there, you don't really get a chance to notice what it's like when he's not. Well, he hasn't been. And it's a different type of leadership. And I see that now. Tav's leadership is that he doesn't hide and that he does constantly show for the ball and that he is constantly they are trying to make stuff happen and, and, and getting on with it. And he's you know, he's not the, the world's greatest footballer. He makes mistakes. We know that. But I really thought we missed that from him yesterday. And as I say, it, it's not that he doesn't have leadership skills. It's that I need to change what my view of leadership skills are. Yeah, and uh, I, I've banged it on for Tavernier for, for a long, long time. Uh, even in the Dark days of Berti and against stuffed five none for none off Celtic. He was the only guy to me that actually looked as if he had the, the kind of physical capability to to remain with a better Rangers team. And it's been proven to be correct. I think last season and this season so far he's been exceptionally good for us. And what I always said to his critics were this guy will never hide. And and he was becoming a kind of default uh, go to guy that if we are chasing a game or a goals behind or whatever. James Tavernier was the guy that we looked to to actually get something created and get in the box and beat a man and create that space or that bit of magic. So there was, um, I was fairly incredulous at the start of the season when we had kind of murmurs for some quarters that, you know, he was not up to scratch and his form was poor and they missed a penalty here and they missed a penalty there and they should be dropped. And I thought, for fuck's sake, I mean, these watch Rangers because this guy is absolutely integral to the way we play and the way Gerard sets up. And unfortunately, the biggest problem is. He's understood John Flanagan, to be quite honest with you, because 
we don't need to have a calf out right back for every game, and we certainly shouldn't need one at Tynecastle to beat them. What we should have been doing is we should have either had a better understudy or um, I, I hesitate to, to see young passing because I don't think it's fair on him to bring him in at this time. Um, I know why there's a clamour, I know why everybody wants to, but really we've seen him once and it would be extremely unfair to bring a boy in at this stage because it's just too hot to handle just now. I think it would do more damage than good. I could be wrong. I may wonder playing the boy's strengths, but I really think that we should have had a, a more... Um, how can I put it, a, a more efficient understudy because of the importance of Tavernier. Um, we've been very, very lucky in terms of his, phys, his physical attributes. He's, a, he's an absolute machine and the fact that he's, he's injured at all comes as a shock to us. So you're right, um, leadership is taking different forms. Davis does similar, leads by example as opposed to a, a, a Terry Butcher kicking indoors kind of stuff. Um, we need more of that. Um, sometimes, sometimes personally, and maybe this is me being old school, I feel that the old fist Shaking players are missed in our Rangers team just now. I think um, it's missing football in general. But um, we did miss his leadership yesterday. That's a legitimate point, Martin, expressed by a lot of fans, which is that, is it a concern that why do we keep trying to play the same way when we don't have like-for-like replacements for for players? Mm. Uh, And that looked the case yesterday. Flanagan who was awful, right? I mean, let's not try to dress it up. He was rubbish, but uh, he does have his strength, but they're not Tav's strength. He doesn't do what Tav does. He can't. He just doesn't have the capability to do it. Jermaine Defoe, who, again, has his strength, but he's not Alfie, and yet we were playing as if they were both there, and they weren't. Yeah, that that rips man it and like, like nothing else. We, we How many times have we been here? We, we, we know... We know it'd be ideal to have Morelos yesterday because it's a very much a game that, that we could use, use him pushing Hearts back and creating a bit of space for, for Kent even just to slip in. But we know that's not the case. It took us a while. It took until an enforced long absence from Morelos last season. Um, really from the management to, to change things up. And we, we played a very different way. Uh, I wonder uh, if you really are playing to Defoe's strengths, uh, whether you need Arfield there. Because they had a an understanding at the tail end of last season uh, that worked very well, and in a different way from from Morelos. Uh, but again, this is nothing new. How many years did it take us to appreciate that Hatley had left Rangers? <laughs> Dave McPherson never got the hang of it. No. no. So it's it's a uh, when you have a a number. We've obviously got three or four. Absolute first choice. There's, there's no question about it. And you know, Morelos doesn't miss through injury, thankfully, um, because he misses enough for other reasons. But it, when he's there so often, um, and he's such an integral part, it, it must become a wee bit like like second nature, um, just to just to play that way. But your professional footballers, you should be intelligent enough to adapt. And the I can't I can't believe that the management haven't been impressing that message and in, in, in training I maybe mean, just looking at different shapes and and, and different things but again and the heat of battle and the, the heat of the pressure the pressure been on as as front runners uh, whatever lessons were learned whatever strategies were discussed uh, they, they go out the window because we we lose that composure we lose that confidence uh, at a vital moment 
That, that's my only criticism of Gerard today is that I'm, I'm disappointed we've never tried different formations. We tried three at the back against Motherwell last season. It didn't really work and we never ever tried it again. And I think it's a it's to our detriment because what, what we're not able to do and what the good Celtic teams that we've faced in the past couple of years were able to do was they were able to switch formation uh, a kind of signal for the, the touchline. We've got, we've got four excellent centre-halves three of them because of Hellander's injury. I would have liked to have seen the three at the back tried again, but Martin's right. It's very easy to say that um, when things have got a wee bit of breathing space. There'll be no breathing space. So if we tried it and something went wrong, then it'd be fucking getting pandemonium as usual. Which is, which is maybe, yeah, sorry, Andy, which is maybe why we, we did change it after the the third old film game last season when Morelos got sent off. Yeah, and we, we changed it slightly, a bit more narrow, but the pressure was off. We, aye, we won six league games in a row and we, we, we looked fluid and um, some some of the best football we played all season, pressure off and just a wee bit more intricate, um, not having that Morelos kind of battering ram yes. thing with, with a wee bit of flatter three, we, we, we were a bit more width from those guys who were tucking in a wee bit uh, more centrally. So we did, but again, the, the pressure disappears, so it's maybe yeah. easier to, to try the, the, that out. And I'd like to see the person, I mean, Greg Stewart's been criminal underused, I've not seen Greg Stewart Maradona, right? But if you're telling me that Arfield and, and Defoe had a good partnership last year because of the way Arfield plays behind the striker and he was on form, I, I don't believe for saying that Greg Stewart's no capable of doing something similar. In fact, that's where they played his best football for Camarno. So it's got available. Are, you, uh, true, I know that. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in general, I think he's been underused, but things like that, once you get to this stage where you might be looking at the squad and saying, right, a couple of them are looking a wee bit jaded, so a couple of them are carrying injuries. You're bringing guys in that actually haven't had a run of games because Edmondson might come in yeah. and it'll be his first time he's played. Stuart, Jones, he keeps persevering Mojo for the bench and he does nothing. So things like that are kind of starting to kind of prick me. Maybe the lesson with the, the tinkering and, and, and adapting is do it while you're already in control of a game yes um there's 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 space then to just we're going to try this if we get to 70 minutes we're comfortable i'm bringing morelos off and we're going to change the 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 system because he may not be available for two or three games and we i was going to say it's it's hard to adapt after two two days they've had three weeks to prepare for that um, in in Dubai, so um, it, it can't have been a shock to to anyone. You know, you know, you're not changing things with just a couple of days' notice. So, um, but doing it in the heat of battle, uh, maybe just switching things up, and and we've been in some very comfortable positions through October, November. So, uh, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the lesson. I don't know. Well, what it does mean is that we now um, go to the match on Wednesday night, Ross County at home. Um, they were at Park uh, got beaten. Um, we're well in the game up until a controversial penalty, I think it's fair to say. But uh, they, they they won't make it easy for us. That That's one thing. But I do think, Andy, that it's not... I think we need a good performance. You know, I said last week against Samirin, I just want the, the win, you know, because of what happened last year. I said yesterday, I'll take the win any way it comes. Now, I think it's, no, now, now you need to turn up. Now you need to actually say, right, okay, um, we're back and we, we remember that we're actually quite good at football. It would be very nice, it would be very nice to, to, to score a few goals. I mean, we've, we've played three less home games in Celtic, which has got to be remembered as well in the context of when we look at the league table and goal difference and everything else. So that, that's got to be something that we should take comfort from. 
but we won't if we don't do something on Wednesday night because the Kilmarnock and St Mirren games had huge similarities and we're obviously playing against teams that are going to be super defensive um, and it gets harder without Morelos here because Defoe's a different type of player. Defoe kills teams with his movement and if there's no space to move in then it's very, very hard for the guy. So um, Morelos coming back has got to be something that we look for as a massive positive. Dwellers County certainly won't be looking at it and seeing how good Morelos is back. And I would like to see us come out and kind of get back in the swing. I think he's playing the football we were playing before the break, where we were actually... Uh, the midfield was the, was the, the fulcrum of everything, and, and it took the pressure off the front three, because yesterday we're looking at the front three and saying, go on, give us something. Um, whereas before, the whole team was contributing, the centre-halves were contributing, the corner kicks and stuff like that. So um, I, I think if we have a good victory on Wednesday, uh, it should set us up. It should set us up. I think we'll be fine. We'll be fine on Wednesday and the two fixtures thereafter, I think are actually ideal home games against Aberdeen and Hibs. You know there's going to be a bit of a uh, a freeze on about the yeah. the stadium. Um, you know, we're obviously now just behind again. Um, players with the bit between their teeth, you would hope uh, and I would certainly expect. And it, it, it it could be a, a wee bit um, attritional, but not in the same way uh, if we had another St Murn, for example, on, on Saturday, you're playing Ross County, St Murn, St Johnson or something like that, and, and three games in succession. It, it, that could be tough to watch. I think this is a, it's a perfect kind of run, actually, before the, the, the Cup comes back. And I do fully expect us to, to respond pretty strongly. Um, this week sees the end of the transfer window. Rangers have been true to their word that they were more interested in getting players out the door uh, this window than bringing any in but uh, obviously we're, we're Rangers fans anytime we get a defeat we want to buy players that's uh, what we grew up with and Andy the, a few people saying and I think that it's a fair point when you looked at the bench yesterday okay we were missing a couple of players but suddenly the options didn't look that great um, do you expect Rangers to move in so I would like to think we'll get somebody in, but um, I wouldn't guarantee it. Uh, I think I'm basing this on the fact that if you've got a wage bill set at the start of the season and you're trying to get rid of Doherty, Murphy, um, whoever else was going out the door, your your wage bill does the your wage bill budget doesn't get cut mid season. So there's got to be a bit of headroom there for either a, a loan move or or, or getting a somebody that we're going to get a, a pre contract in earlier. So I'd like to think that there will be somebody come in. Um, I think we do need it. I mean, I know Gerard's making noises about working with a tight squad and keeping it lean, but I go back to the bench yesterday. We, we, we had Ojo, and I don't want to pick anybody, but he's not really done much when it matters, when he's come off the bench. Um, and he didn't at the end yesterday again. So I would like to see Jones be treated as a new signing because I've got high hopes for Jones. Uh, I really thought it was it was excellent before he got his injury. You you did tell us that you thought Andy King had a big part to play. In the <laughs> well, he did. Still does Andy, doesn't he? But he still will. He I? does for others. <laughs> well, there you go. I was right then, wasn't I? <laughs> you just didn't state where, uh, fair enough. Exactly. So, um, I John Jones, that's a kiss of death on him, do. Absolutely think, fucked up, boy. Well done. We, Hope you're happy. I think we'll, we'll a wee midfielder come striker. I think probably. Would be nice, but who knows? Martin, um, if we could, it would be 
other options uh, in and around the not in and around you can't be in Morelos. That, that's horrific. Um, just just around uh, that 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 forward because uh, we, we've discussed that 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 lack of strength and depth, uh, and it's so important to the way we play. I think given the way we play, given how central Morelos is to his, it's, it's very spursy. Are you really going to get a third striker that that's that's willing and, and is able? To, to really do a job um, if, if called upon. It's so hard when you know, uh, all things being equal, that this guy will start absolutely every game and play every single minute of, of that game. So it, it has to be around that, that focal point. My big concern would be that if there are not deals being uh, advanced, um, that you're basically starting from scratch with a week to go before the window closes, uh, that doesn't often work well no it doesn't and uh, I'm sure that they've had targets that they were thinking right if this player becomes available then you know we'll, we'll go for them and maybe just stepped up the, the interest also you know guys do become available late in the window when other clubs have made their yeah. uh, their purchases or whatever but yeah we'll, we'll, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple came in nor would I fall down shocked if we just go with what we've got. But what is clear is that the players who are there need to do a lot better starting this Wednesday. Andy, can I have a prediction from you? 3 0 to Rangers. Martin? Yeah, 3 0. Well, that's uh, a full house, folks, so get your money on 3 0. And if it is 3 0 and you haven't, then it's all your own fault. And if you did, um, we uh, put a disclaimer in saying that we are not recognised as tipsters. So there you go. Uh, thank you to our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Paul Myers. And thank you to my two wonderful guests today. First of all, Mr. Martin Ramsey. Thank you, David. And Mr. Andy McGowan. Pleasure as always, David, even in defeat. Thank you for listening, folks. We will be back on Thursday with Heart and Hand Extra. Until then, you know what to do. Just pop over to our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where you will find all the content that your heart desires. Until I talk to you again, have a good week. Bye bye. If you enjoyed today's show, why not check out our Patreon site? For as little as the price of a matchday programme a month, you'll get access to loads of Jer's content, including daily updates, tactical analysis, previews and post-match shows, plus an amazing archive covering all things Rangers, including stepping back in time to discuss particular games, managerial reviews, interviews with iRock legends, watch-alongs and the odd bit of stuff and nonsense too. Please head over to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand and join thousands of bears on the best value podcast on the world's most successful club. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.